0: Hello and welcome to the Points of Brew podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Points of Brew podcast with me, Stephen Carter. This week I'm joined by a man who's used to been on the other side of the microphone of the podcast asking the questions and who also probably wished that Monday, which was Star Wars Day, was every day. It's Mr Anthony Chesson. How are you doing Anthony, alright?
1: <laughs> Hello, sir. I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad, Mr. Carter. How are things in your world?
0: Yeah, very good, very good. Thank you for for joining. It's um, it's been a while since we've had a natter. We we've, we've just been discussing we which we've obviously just talked about before we come to record. So it's nice to actually have a have a bit of a chat because we used to kind of what every monthly something like that. Obviously, doing your podcast. So it's been a while, hasn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah. We're normally kinda of used to kinda of like jumping in kind of like once a month and kind of talking about games and news and all of that sort of stuff. And of course, because you're on there, you know, always kind of touching on beer and talking about beer and, and Yorkshire puddings as well. So it's it's good <laughs> it's good to just kind of like flip the uh the tables and talk more about beer and then a little bit about gaming as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's nice to kind of bring the two worlds together, isn't it? So for, for anyone that doesn't doesn't know, say Anthony, you you run um the Lost Spart podcast, which has been going for a couple of years now, which is obviously which I got introduced to you, shall we say, because we've still bizarrely not actually met in person yet, have we? Which obviously is gonna be a lot further away now given the current climate. But um you know, we've we've still the to meet in person as of the rest of the uh, the sparks that we record with as well. It's um, we've 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 kind of mumbled about having a, a gathering at some point, haven't we? We've never actually got round to organising it, have we?
1: No, no. I mean, I always kind of use, um, like, we always use, like, EGX, don't we? The Eurogamer kind of game show. Uh, we always kind of use that to try and kind of get together. But you couldn't – you weren't able to make it this year. So I can't believe that that's actually still a fact, Steve, that we, mm. we've been doing this for years, and yet we've never actually kind of seen each other in 3D. That's just bananas. That yeah. is just absolutely just just crazy. Um, You know, speaking of Star Wars Day, um, did you do anything on Monday? Did you do anything to – of celebrate i know i did but did you
0: do anything to kind of I'm, mark the day i must admit i really didn't i, re- I mean i did know of I... it that it was may the 4th but i'm still kind of working at the moment so i didn't really have much chance to do it but as we've kind of covered before it's kind of i'm the only the only real star wars fan in the house because i not as much of a a nerd as, as what i am with with star wars and things and i I've, i'm kind of piggybacking off the disney um disney plus subscription my brother's got and I've I've kept saying to myself I'm going to watch mandalorian um mm-hmm. which I thought Do you know what this might be a great day to to get around to watching it but we've we've started watching peaky blinders again and that's kind of just taken over over the tv and trying to find some time between to you know sit down and sink an hour into into an episode at a time without being bugged by Anna or you know what's this rubbish that you've gone telly sort of thing so uh so yeah it's on the list I started watching the Clone Wars though on Disney Plus right. which I haven't watched that's kind of a, a one that I've just started and actually I think I'm about four or five episodes into the first season and I actually quite like that to be fair so um oh yeah that's that's something that I want to um to get on board and, and see to the end but uh but dare I ask what what you did to uh to to see the day through
1: Oh, absolutely! I mean, it was so funny, right? So what I did was I had—I'm still working, kind of, slightly like similar to you, kind of. So I had a packed day in the day, but I kind of made sure, like, kind of Nicola, my uh, my good lady wife, I was like, right, you know, you've got a Star Wars T-shirt, got to put a Star Wars T-shirt on. So we kind of, uh, <laughs> so we both was wearing our Star Wars T-shirts. So they're like in the morning. So I had a, I had a kind of stand-up meeting in the morning, a um, Vidcom because we're all kind of at home, everyone's working from home. We use Microsoft Teams. Um, yeah. So we used kind of we had a teams meeting. So I joined, my background was a scroll, was a Star Wars scroll with um, my firm's <laughs> kind of about information. So the firm kind of, I went to the website, grabbed the about and turned it into a Star Wars scroll. I had my, my, it was very dark where I was kind of like uh, having the meeting, so I had my lightsaber that I bought from uh, Galaxy's Edge, so I went to Galaxy's mm. Edge in February, so I had my lightsaber and then when I joined the meeting, I just turned it on and the lightsaber kind of makes the noise so it just went <laughs> and it just made this gorgeous noise and <laughs> everyone in the stand-up just rolled their eyes and they were like, oh yeah it's May the 4th, isn't it? Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let, so, let him have his five minutes. We'll...
1: Exactly, it's like, who' wear out and go asleep in a minute so I just <laughs> I just uh, I kept going throughout the day and kind of every yeah. I would just get my lightsaber out and, and kind of do that and then in the evening we kind of like went up for of this work went downstairs had dinner and we watched um uh, there is a a program that I'm watching at the moment it's finished now but there was a program called um Buddy versus Duff which is basically Duff Goldman who is the Ace of Cakes if anyone remembers the kind of Ace of Cakes program and Buddy, who is the baker from The uh, the Cake Boss and they basically have a um, a TV show in the US where it's kind of Buddy versus Duff and they kind of have a cake off um, mm. every week and they had a Star Wars themed one so we oh, kind of wow. watched that, so so they kind of built the Millennium Falcon, they built the, the scene from Dagobah where Yoda's getting out of, sh- out of the swamp you know, the X-Wing out of the swamp, all wow. in all in cake and so we watched that, which was great and then we watched... Um, the Rise of Skywalker, because oh, that mm. came to that came to Disney Plus in 4K um, HDR and looked and looked and sounded just absolutely stunning. So we watched that. I mean, I think it's about the fifth time I've watched it, but we watched that, um, <laughs> sat, and watched that, and just thoroughly enjoyed it. We were going to watch, we were going to watch um, a documentary about the making of Mandalorian, which is on Disney Plus, yeah. um, but but by the time Rise of Skywalker finished, it was too late, um, so we're saving that for the weekend. Well, say we, I'm saving that for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so. But it, it looks really interesting because it's like a round table of all the directors who directed mm. The Mandalorian, because they had a whole bunch of different directors. So it's a round table discussion on how they made it and things like that. So if you're like me and a bit of a Star Wars nerd, you know that, it's just so interesting. And I find, I find the whole movie making process interesting anyway. So I just um I was laughing that up. So we're gonna watch that at the weekend. So that was kind of how I celebrated Star Wars Day. It was good
0: fun. Chocked full of Star Wars shenanigans then, shall we say?
1: Exactly, exactly. And quite yeah. interestingly, I was I was looking through I was looking through um untapped before we came on the pod because i wanted to make sure i had all my beers right of what i've been drinking (laughs) and and kind of tying beer into star wars when i did go to galaxy's edge um back in february for my birthday they have a cantina there so they have Mm. so in so if you think of it it kind of it's a bit like a moss eisley spaceport so they had a cantina there and you go in and they had a beer that was a bad motivator IPA. Um, oh, wow. Only only served there. So they I think they did three beers. They did three different beers. There was a lager, uh, like a Belgian white, and an IPA. And the IPA was mm. called Bad Motivator. And it was by um, Sierra Nevada. Is that oh, right? Wow. Was, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So they basically got the exclusivity of the IPAs uh, in Star Wars. You know, they have wow. made Star Wars beer. And it was really nice. I don't know if it's because it was... 80 degrees outside. We spent the whole day Star Warsing, but mm. the first pint went down really easy. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was gorgeous. It was really nice.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they're kind of deemed as one of the sort of the forefathers, shall we say, of you know, of the innovators and pioneers of the craft beer scene in America. Really, and right. you know, Sierra Nevada, are, you know, they go way back, and things like sort of. Um, torpedo and things like that are theirs you know they're still regarded as some of the the first ones and you can you know get them in um, supermarkets now and things like that so it's it's interesting that they've actually got them you know in terms of it's it's a a sort of a more craft beer as opposed to a big beer rather than sort of like going down the roots of Budweiser or something like that do you know what I mean or a cause or something so it's good that they've kind of got that on board but like you said, I'd, I'd, if it wasn't exclusive, it'd be it'd be nice to have that just as a as a novelty factor more than anything, wouldn't it? You know, to have a, a Star Wars themed beer, you know, have a sort of a can with a Star Wars themed label and things that would be that would be really cool. So, but yeah, it's um yeah, is that, Go on, sorry.
1: No, no, I was just going to say, I was having a look kind of while I was there, just to see if they had any, like, takeaways, if you know, if you can mm. kind of take away. But it was it was all kind of there. Like I say, they had, like, that one was called Bad Motivator. I think I'm trying to find what the others were called, because the others had equally as fun names as well. You know, they was yeah. like, a, you know, kind of, I think there was like a Red Five or something like that was the oh, Lager. Cool. And, mm. and, you know, and there was some really cool, really, it was a really nice beer as well. It was a really yummy beer.
0: Yeah. Did they serve it in... Just normal, like, pint glasses or plastic glasses, or was it themed glasses for what the canteen was as well then, or...?
1: Yeah, I mean, they kind of looked a little bit Star Warsy, so it was mm. still a pint glass, you know, it was still right. a pint glass, but it kind of, it kind of did feel more of like a tankard than a glass. So mm. it was just like, so that was it. They had, um, they basically had Gold Squadron Lager, which was from Blue Point Brewery. Mm. They they had a White Womper Ale, um, oh, cool. uh, which was which was from Ballast Point, and then there was a Gamorian Ale as well. Mm. Um, so which was uh, kind of five point eight, a bit kind of great. Fruit tea, and they were the mm. ones they had. But I went for the wow. bad, bad motivator.
0: Mm. Cool. Well, at least you can get a decent drink whilst. Yeah, I mean, you, you know what could be better for you? You know, you are sort of like nerding out with Star Wars, but then to get good beer at the same time. You know, it's like a, it's like a heaven, isn't it, over there? By the sounds of it. <laughs> it
1: really was it really was you know i i kind of one of the things that is quite it's quite sad but quite funny but you know one of the things that 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 we like doing is like when we kind of touch down in the u.s i like going to like the the supermarkets and things like that just looking looking at the things that are different looking at the things that are the same and you know and as you know because i always send you pictures you know i (laughs) i love going to the beer um aisle or, or the the fridge in those big kind of like Walmart kind of like big things just to kind of check out all of the beers they've got um, yeah. and it's always nice just to kind of go especially when we was in Florida for like about 10 days I think or just over that we were kind of we're in a place that had a fridge our hotel had a fridge so which wasn't stocked as a mini bar. it was just an empty fridge so it was like the mm-hmm. first day we went to Walmart grabbed a whole load of beers and they was just really nice when we got back in the evening to just kind of have a beer and stuff like that it was going fun.
0: Yeah, I mean you're much more travelled than than what I am certainly. And for me, um, as as sad as it sounds, my kind of if I did go to America, I've always said that it kind of would be centered around going to different beer hotspots. That's yes. kind of how I how I navigate around from point to <laughs> point. I know my I know my breweries and roughly roughly where they are in the respective areas, and I and I know obviously you know blue sky thinking america's a, a huge a huge country you know so it's not as easy as going from one to the other and da da, 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 da. but you know my my kind of my goal is uh, eventually to to spend some time over there and kind of work my way from you know east to west and go mm. across across the country because you know as as we've spoken about before with american american football and things i'm a i'm a patriots fan so i want to kind of start in new england and work my way across so i'd kind of like to see that and, and experience it but i'm you know, for as much as the, the big beers that are out there that, you know, get banded about on Instagram, I'm, I'm much like you. I'd like to see, obviously, what they've got. But just what you can get in their supermarkets in comparison, you know, because obviously you've got your big beers here, but then you've got your kind of your, your sort of smaller breweries that aren't maybe as sort of popular, but still putting out good beers. And I'd be quite interested to see what they've got over there, because their supermarket range compared to our supermarket range is ridiculous, isn't it? You know, just seeing shelves and shelves and shelves of beer and craft beer, not just, like, huge beer. It's It kind of pales into insignificance our range, doesn't it, really, in what you can get in, like, Tesco and Asda and things.
1: Uh, absolutely. You know, you kind of go there and there is, like, a whole aisle a whole fridge and i know the kind of like the uk stores are getting better and better and better but you know there is just a, and also they also have some very kind of like you say it's a very niche beers i mean for me mm. one of my favorite breweries in the u.s is 21st amendment brewery yes. now this is this is a place that we stumbled across when we were in san francisco and mm. um so we just kind of popped in um i think someone from maybe IGN, which is a gaming website, kind of like, tweeted that they had a really good burger um, at 21st Amendment. And much mm. like you, as much as I want to drink my way across America, I also wanted to eat burgers and barbecue food. Yeah, you know, so yeah I, definitely. Um, so, so, so this place drew me in, which is 21st Amendment, and that's mm. when I first tried their seasonal beer, which is called Hell or High Watermelon. And Hell or High Watermelon for me, I don't know if it's because I've only ever had it in San Francisco, and I can't get it anywhere else or it's just because um, it was a delicious beer. But it's a wheat beer that's brought mm. with watermelons, you know, hence the name. And yeah, it's yeah. delicious, you know, and it I've never seen it outside of America and it is very seasonal. I think it's kind of like from now to maybe about september you can get Mm. it and then it literally does like kind of go away from october all the way through to kind of may and it and it's absolutely delicious so they they do that and they also do one called brew free or diet ipa and that's a real that's it's it's kind of seven percent but it's kind of a real delicious west coast ipa and Mm. i found a box of eight I think it was. I think a box of eight. Strange number, but a box of eight in um, in a Florida store. And I just, I think we had like two nights left to go. And I was like, I'll have that. I'll drink them. I oh, don't worry about that. Yeah, and was, <laughs> uh, and that was just, and that was a real find. See, finding something in Florida from the West Coast, I was, mm. um, I was really happy. As I think yeah. I messaged you, <laughs> said, look at this. Yeah, but it yeah, was very
0: well, nice. Yeah, well, that that's kind of. I'm I'm just on their website now and just looking at the the beers that you just mentioned there and. You know, the, the West Coast is kind of what I lean towards anyway in terms of my mm-hmm. preferred style. It kind of just edges the yes. the New England and the East Coast stuff for me. You know, when you get that sort of sweetness and bitterness to it, and you know, there's kind of that bittersweet stickiness. That's kind of what I uh, enjoy. But that, that watermelon one, I'm just reading, you know, a long while, so you were saying, going from April to September, it's very seasonal and very limited. But, you know, to have sort of watermelon puree and juice in there as well, I imagine that kind of on a on a hot day, which inevitably is most of the year around there, you know, I imagine that goes down incredibly smoothly and incredibly nicely to kind of keep you seemingly hydrated, but obviously not hydrated, but it must be, must be an easy drinker in the sun.
1: It really is. It's absolutely delicious. I mean, the, what they do is they, when you kind of go to their... Um, so they're kind of in the heart of San Francisco, in the kind of an area, mm. and, um, and they... They like I say, they have great food, great pizzas, great beer, uh, burgers, and they basically serve Hello High Watermelon, comes in a really nice tall glass, um, with a hunk of big wedge of watermelon as well, you know, and yeah. I've got um, I remember the first time I went there, I kind of did the normal thing, as you probably would as well you know, just kind of do the sampler you know, I was like, right, yeah. I'll have, they, they do a sampler of about five or something like that and I was like, right, give me the sampler, I want to try everything, and and my, mm. and my wife had the Hello High Watermelon, and she, was, she just like, took one sip had a big smile and said you've got to try this you know and after that <laughs> it was like I would just that ready, was it exactly I wanted to push my sampler to the side and say I just want or eight more pints of this, please. But it was really nice. Yeah. It was absolutely delicious. Yeah. And it's it brewed there as well on site. Because when you go... when you It sounds weird. But when you go out to the toilet, if you turn right and go down a little corridor, you can actually see all the vats um, that they're kind yeah. of brewing and stuff like that. So it's a really great place. And that's a 21st Amendment brewery. If anyone goes to San Francisco, I would definitely put that on your list of places to go.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing is for for what is different to their sort of tap rooms and breweries compared to what we're like here is that they're so much more spread out mm. in terms of they're not, you know, your breweries are as densely populated as say uh, for me here in Leeds or just outside of Leeds, I, I, within 40 minutes, I've probably got 10 or 15 breweries within an hour of where I am, mm-hmm. if not more, each having tap rooms yes. normally open outside of this normal situation, of course. But over there, you know, you might have, a couple here and there and you know breweries actually attached to tap rooms as well yes you know people have to travel a fair distance to normally get to these sort of places don't you Mm. you know so we're quite lucky in a way to have that but i know certainly over there that you know they're brewed to a different different sort of scale and their spaces are completely different but i do love a good brewery tap room where you can walk around and see the brewing process happening whilst you're drinking at the same time because to me that just you know just me the nerdiness of just seeing those shiny steel vessels you know whilst you're drinking at the same time just something about seeing that sort of stainless steel shining whilst you're drinking it. it's just something about it that just makes it look nice you know and just seeing the hard work that goes into it to to the end result of any glass as well it's just something a bit it's nice to to see something different than just going and drinking in a pub shall we say not to disrespect pubs but to kind of be, see it start to finish and then the end product in your glass it's, it's a different experience isn't it
1: yeah absolutely and when you're there as well kind of getting that smell of that brewery as well you know that kind of mm. sweet smell you know, that kind of that just makes that pint taste even better doesn't it it just like really yeah, kind of yeah. helps Really kind of. yeah I was trying to think of the one we went somewhere when we was in Florida I think it was a place called Winter Gardens or something like Winter Park I think mm. it was and there they had a barbecue place it was kind of almost like a an open area with like chairs in the middle there was a barbecue place and a beer uh, and a tap room and so basically you go up to the barbecue place you just you can just order your barbecue food and then you just go and get your beer as well so the barbecue place didn't sell beer but you just had a tap room there and that was like a really nice kind of like afternoon just kind of sitting there i can't obviously can't can't drink too much when i'm there because you have to drive everywhere this was about kind yeah. of about 45 minutes yeah, yeah. from where we were staying but it was just nice just to kind of have like one and i really kind of just like kind of um try it it was just absolutely gorgeous absolutely gorgeous indeed so what what are you drinking this evening what because i i love the fact that we can drink beer on the pod this is awesome um what do you normally kind of drink while you record this 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 pod
0: um it depends what i've got in really Mm. um i mean i'm still trying to you know obviously working from home now i'm still trying to limit my drinking to the weekend normally um because it's quite easy to to walk past the the little fridge i mean I, I think i've sent you a picture of my beer fridge that i picked up i can't remember if i have on that actually but i've um i've got a little mini fridge now for for beers rather than kind of taking up all the space in the main fridge okay um that sits under sat underneath the table in the kitchen and when you walk past it it's like got a glass fronted door and you can kind of see the beers looking at you and it's just you know when you're walking past that frequently during the day rather than being out of the office away from temptation it's you know it's quite it would be quite easy to jump in so um, i've gone for something nice and light um i've gone for one that my dad actually picked me up which is one of the beers that's actually now available in Lidl i believe um they've just done um they've just launched a beer festival um which is poorly timed really i suppose for people not being able to drink and be social you know so um great that the beers are in there but not to not from a point of view of sharing but it's by Stuart brewing it's called small giant right um an american american pale ale at 4.5 percent um so i thought given i'm trying to sort of hold off from drinking during the week i thought i'd go something nice and light and a bit sort of not one of my sort of big beers coming in at sort of like seven eight percent sort of thing so um which is nice enough it's i mean i've seen some beers that are in um Aldi as well, similar sort of nature, which I've had a couple of them, but I don't think these are more than about pound fifty a can or something. Right. Um, and the the big cans as well, the 440ml cans, so um, they're definitely more traditional, shall we say, in terms of the the flavour and the profile of them, so a bit more malty mm-hmm. um, as opposed to hoppy, which I suppose is inevitable in a way that you're not going to get a massively hoppy beer for such a, a low price, because otherwise they're not going to make anything from them. So, um, But I could I could drink a few of them, to be honest with you. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong; it's not going to win any awards or something. But by the same token, it's just a nice drink to have and just as something to, you know, start with and and go easy on to to start the evening. So, um, so I believe you're. Um, You're chucking in with the uh, the old pals Brewdog to start with, I believe, aren't you? I am indeed.
1: I am indeed. I've got a um, I've got a Speedbird 100. Um, so the this was kind of this is a kind of a beer that you can get in the air. So this was a this is a a ba. I think it's like a British Airways limited edition or special edition or just brewed for them Mm. from Brewdog. Um, so I had a couple when I was going to a galaxy far far away um i had it when i was going to, to, to florida um and my cousin is uh is an air hostess on so for ba so my uncle dropped off some at the weekend so i think they've been given like a batch and because i was chatting to my uncle about it i was like oh god there was an amazing beer when i was up in the air and he, and he sent me a picture mm. saying have a guess what i've got and there was a whole stash of Speedbird 100 um so i had a knock on my door on sunday um and then when I went down, there was nobody there. There was just a bag at my door, and it was full of beer. So I was just like, "Best uncle oh, no ever!" Hug you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So there was there was there was a couple of kind of like real kind of like British ales in there. Like um, I can't remember, mm. was Like a beer for uh, for like VE Day on Friday. There was like Spitfire yeah. and stuff. Um, because my granddad used to fly Spitfire, so we kind of dropped those off as well. But there was um, there was um, some Speedbird 100. So I have kind of like I had a. A bit um, for for dinner, and then I had the rest. I have got like a new fresh can uh, for here, so it's just like, and it's really nice. It's a really nice beer. I think it's a, mm. It's not. It's not too bad. It's like four point eight, so it's probably low, um, because you're drinking it up in the air. So it's probably kind of like yeah, low like yeah. alcohol to keep it up there. But it's <laughs> but it's got a real kind of. It's like a golden IPA, so it's kind of got a really nice taste to it as well. So it's uh, it's lovely.
0: Mm. And you just got sure that you know the the kind of the influence of the craft market. I know people say that Brewdog quote unquote isn't a craft brewery anymore, but, you know, to be able to get that on a, on a, on a flight now, you know, compared to what you normally would say, you know, even just five years ago or something, you wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine having a sort of a craft beer on a flight, would you? So it's, no, um, no. it's good to see, but, you know, it's, it's not surprising that they're, they're, you know, giving them away or kind of shiving them onto to staff, given that otherwise they're probably just sat there wasting away with some of these, you know, because I imagine, they probably hold on to them for quite a while. So imagine that some of them might be kind of the conscious of sort of dates on, I imagine. But yeah, it's good that they're actually making use of it rather than just sitting there sweating in either warehouses or in the planes or wherever they keep them. So
1: Yes,
0: uh, yes. But Definitely. yeah, but it's one I've never had, given like I say, I'm very, very poorly travelled. I think, I think I have seen them sell it on the website before a couple of times, but I think they do limit in terms of how frequently you can get it out of there because I think that's kind of ruins the exclusivity of having it right, you know, on the BA flights. So I think they kind of try and keep that. Um but like I said, you never know, once all this lockdown's over and I can actually leave the country, let alone, you know, leave the house. So <laughs> it might be something that I maybe get hold of at some point in the near future, but we will see. We will see.
1: It was definitely a Uh, pleasant surprise on the flight. You know, it was just like when, you mm. know, they they go up and down with the trolley and then they kind of got the thing up. I was like, would you like a beer or wine? Normally I'm like, I'll have a wine because you're right. You know, it's normally like Heineken or something like that. And so Mm. I was like, so I just looked and I saw the brew dog logo. I was like, "What have you got there? And so I think I had about three. I think think on the way home, the the flight attendant, I think he was trying to knock us out because at one point on our table, we had like three cans of beer. My wife had like Mm. about three volumes vodkas like three little bottles of vodka and, and wine <laughs> to go with the dinner as well and we were just saying like we have too much alcohol but yeah. <laughs> but i made it all go away and, and still i still stayed up for the entire flight watching movies so which was good for
0: yeah, you got to you got to be fueled for the full journey. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. You can't be running out. So absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And worst case scenario, if you don't open it, you just take it with you. Yes,
1: as we did a couple of bottles yeah. of those vodkas. They, they kind of <laughs> we kind of had those in the fridge, in the freezer, and they kind of they were really nice. Yeah. So yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You got it. You can't be give, can't be uh, losing out on your freebies. That's for sure. No. So. Uh... Definitely got to smuggle them where you can. Um, lovely. So we'll we'll wrap that bit up there. We'll um, we'll come have a short break, and then we'll come back and we'll have a look at what we've been drinking this week and the last few days. Excellent stuff. Right. So welcome back. Just from a short break, we'll uh, we'll move on to, to what we've been drinking. Um, so Anthony, obviously we had a um, we had a chat. I think it was last week the week before now I can't remember how long ago it was now <laughs> um, about some some beers and obviously looking for some sort of breweries to look out for and you ended up getting um a nice sort of bulk order from uh from a particular brewery so where um where did you order from in the end yeah so
1: I um I ordered from Harbour Brewing Company. So Harbour Brewing Company come from kind of your your love, your passion, Steve, which is Cornwall. Mm. Um, so they're kind of a brewery um, down there, um, down there in kind of sunny Cornwall. So I, I was just looking around. I've, I've seen them kind of pop up in Twitter feeds. I'm sure I've had um, a couple of their beers before with like Flavorly or those kind of beer clubs um, yeah. that I've kind of joined. I'm sure they um, the first beer that I... We'll talk about, I'm sure Antipodean um, mm-hmm. has kind of has, has appeared, or Antipodean um, has, has appeared in a couple of those, so I kind of knew the name, knew the, knew the label, because their design is quite striking, they always yeah. have those cans that are kind of like half a colour and half that kind of whitey, creamy colour, um, so I kind of went, do you know what, I'm going to do that, and it was very much the start of the lockdown, so it was like, when the lockdown had been there for maybe a couple of weeks, and um, I ordered, uh, I just thought, right, I'm just going to order a nice kind of... A big order, a big box order. So I kind of went crazy on the Antipodean, and then I kind of added a couple of others. But I must admit, they were they were prompt. They were really quick. and I, I ordered them on a... I think you and I were chatting on a Sunday. Um, so I ordered them on a Sunday morning, and then by Monday, it would have been shipped. You know, it would have been there, and it would, yeah. only took a couple of days, and it was kind of on my front door. Um, so I was really impressed at the, the whole kind of ordering process and kind of getting there. And, and the beers have just they've just got better as i've been trying different ones yeah. so i i'm definitely going to re i'm definitely going to go i think this weekend i'm going to go back to um back to harbor and um and order some more but maybe just kind of change it up slightly but it was just some really good beers come from them
0: yeah yeah they're um they're kind of a a weird sort of halfway house between sort of you know for want of a better phrase commercialized brewery but still a craft brewery mm. because mm-hmm. i'd probably say which somebody would probably correct me if i'm wrong but i'd say that st Austell brewery is kind of the biggest brewery down in cornwall in right. terms of you know the commercial side of it but then i'd probably see harbour as the kind of the next the next one in line because you know like you said they're in you know they do get out and about in sort of the subscription boxes but they're also in supermarkets as well so you know you oh, do okay. get a sort of a, a smattering of their ranges you know in sort of your your Tesco's, Morrison's, and I think I've seen them in m and I think beforehand as well. Um, so you know they do get quite, you know, quite far afield. Considering you know a lot of Cornish breweries often struggle to to get out there, sort of thing. So I know obviously supermarkets are a different a different ball game entirely. But certainly from the, the the one brewery that I've not been to, whilst I've I've been down in Cornwall. Mm. Um, more towards Bodmin which is kind of a bit more north and we usually stay at the kind of the, the southern tip towards of um, of Cornwall so it's a bit of a, a bit of a stretch out of the way but certainly you know looking at the the pictures of the brewery and the sort of the the brew house and the the machines that they've got in there they're a, they're a decent sized brewery you know it's a big sort of big setup um in terms of what they've got in there so um you know it's not surprising that the they get into be more popular um you know more widespread in so um so obviously uh, your first one that you said you've been drinking there the the antipodean um yes. was it what what others did you get in the in the box as well what else did you did you choose to pick up
1: so yeah so what i went for was i went for like a 24 pack of antipodean because like i say mm. I, I knew i've had that before and i knew it was like an easy drinking beer you know like yep. you could just grab a beer after a real busy day or you know the million of panic attacks that everybody's having right now because they're indoors (laughs) so i knew it was just one of those ones where i could just reach into the fridge and just kind of have it at any point and not and because i I don't know about you but there are some beers for me that i'll get them and one of them i'll get to in a moment and i'll get them and i go right i'm going to save that for a special occasion and i end up just kind of it stays there and that special occasion never comes and then you just end up going i'll bugger it and you just open it and you just drink it so i knew antipodean was there for my just kind of daily and 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 the reason why it's really good for like a kind of any day drinking is it because it is really kind of light. It's a little bit hoppy. Mm. It's a little bit hoppy, but it's really light and it's really refreshing. And it's that kind of, again, kind of harping back to that kind of American style of beer. It's an American style kind of IPA as well. So it really does just have that kind of real refreshing. And I think it's only about, I think it's 5.5. I'm just fact checking right now as I talk. Yeah, it's 5.5. So it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. You can have a couple and you're, and you're kind of feeling okay still. So yeah, that, yeah. So that was the main kind of bulk. I kind of went for that kind of, just kind of nice, and and quite and and nicely that you know, my my wife also kind of I guess in a good way and a bad way. My wife took a liking to it as well. So whenever I was kind of pouring my <laughs> I'm pouring one out for me, so I was like, oh, can I have some of that? So She's I'm eyeballing just, it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm sharing a can because oh, I only want a little bit. That's half a can gone. I was so. going to say you
0: can't really have a little bit of a three thirty <laughs> mil can, can you really?
1: <laughs> no. So I ended up like every time I opened one, I was opening two, which was really great. Otherwise, like, mm. I could get like a good beer glass full of, of beer. But like I say, so antipodean was a really good kind of like everyday. So that was kind of that. And then kind of going to kind of and, and I highly recommend Antipode and it was really cool. And then Helltown um was the next one that I had. So I had um Helltown and Helltown is a West Coast pale ale. Um you can kind of see where my kind of flavor buds were going when I was <laughs> when I was doing the shopping <laughs> for this. So it's a it's a kind of again it's American, it's really fruity. Um it, it's, it's got kind of like a, a citrusy, kind of crispy taste to it. And it was just so nice. You know, this was something mm. that I was like, right, come summer, this is something that I really want to kind of like drink more of. And Helltown comes in a, a can as well. So it was the, a kind of a can of it as well, those 330 milk cans. And, and I really, really liked Helltown. Um, but for me, the standout, the other one that I got, Really was like kind of my favorite of all of them, and I and I was kind of gutted because I only ordered three, um, and that was Panda Eyes, and right. So Panda Eyes is again, it's kind of like a passion fruity, um, kind of American pale ale. Also, again, you know, you know where you know where my taste was. similar to yours It's yeah. very much kind of American beers are kind of hitting the spot for me. So so Panda yeah. Eyes. But the the thing that I really liked about Panda Eyes. Have you ever had that? Have you ever had the Panda Eyes by Harbor?
0: No, I'm I'm looking at the website now, but I've just I've just noticed they do a normal version and a double dry hop version as well. So they actually do two different versions of it. So did oh, knowing right. did you just get the normal one? Do you know? Uh, I did. Yeah, I just got yeah. the
1: American pale So I was looking yeah, yeah. at I was looking at the pictures that I took. You know, for for untapped. Mm. You can't say, can't yeah, see yeah, the Picture you, you, you taught me well. Um, but <laughs> but the thing is so Pandora's was just they said the American pale ale version of Panda eyes which is um it's like again it's only five percent you know you can see that i'm a bit of a lightweight occasionally i would i will have a a, a stronger beer but i like that kind of five to six um but the thing the thing with Panda eyes is that as i was drinking it all i was thinking about was barbecue food it really has that kind of smoky flavor to it that just it's delicious, you know, and at the mm. weekend we kind of, we just, we just kind of fired up the barbecue for something quick on Saturday, we just like threw a couple of steaks on the barbecue and and, and just kind of, and I had uh, a bottle to myself, I got my wife another beer, um, so I had, <laughs> I had a bottle of it, while I was while the, you know, while I was um, doing the barbecue, getting the charcoals going and cooking the steaks, I kind of had a bottle of Pandora, it's my last bottle mm. and it was just Bloody delicious. It really went well with everything that was happening. You know, the the, yeah. the steak, the, the charcoal, the smoke, the beer, the weather, you know, it just really. So for me, what I want to do is I want to go back to harbour like this weekend or over mm-hmm. over the bank holiday and just order. ton of panda rice because i think for me that especially in the summer i do like to kind of do a quick barbecue every now and then you know and just having those in the fridge would just be kind of spot on because they just really went well with barbecue i was you know when you kind of like you're in that moment and it just everything is just tasting lovely and i was just Mm. really surprised at how how well balanced, how how delicious this beer was. It's kind of got a really nice, kind of crisp colour, like a kind of almost not chocolatey, but it's kind of like a, a brown and it's just oh God, it was just so good. It was just such a great mm. beer.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're kind of you know, the on the sort of a the scale of sort of hoppiness, shall we say. They're obviously not as intensely hopped as obviously thicker sort of New England sort of style beers are, they? Mm. you know, like you say, they're clearly more leaning towards the American style, you know, they're clearer, they're a bit more crisp and a bit more clean. But that doesn't, obviously, that's not any any detriment to them by any means. You know, they are still, like you say, the beers that you can drink, drink easily and they're refreshing, you know, and certainly sort of barbecue beers and summer beers and sort of drinking in the sun, then very, very easy to go down. But I was just looking, you know, like I was saying about there's then two versions of Panda Ice that I can see on the website. Mm-hmm. They've got eight bottles of the standard Panda, Panda Ice for £18.50. Now, unless this is a massive typo, they've got a 12 pack of the double dry hopped panda rice for 18 pounds, so you're getting four extra bottles for 50p less. So, oh, I mean, wow. I don't so know what's what. It...
1: The, so, what's the difference there? What is the, what is the what's the DH? So do... What's that double hop? What does that give so, you?
0: So, the, so, basically, it's just hopped more, so that so they use more hops in that brew. So, basically, what they'll do is they'll put hops in the boil whilst they're making the beer but then whilst mm-hmm. it's cooling once it's reached its temperature they'll also add hops post that as well and whilst it's fermenting they'll add hops to it whilst it's still fermenting as well gotcha. so it's so it's like adding hops not necessarily in double the quantity but in two instances as opposed to one instance because a lot of brewers will just add it in the boil and then leave it right. whereas a double dry hop it'll be in the boil but then whilst it's fermenting as well right. so they've done they've cleared a bit of both with that one so Um, I'd be interested to see what it makes a difference because it's the same percentage as well. It's still 5%. Mm -hmm. So I'd be interested to see what it does to the flavor in comparison to the the standard one and why you're getting more for your money as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. That looks like <laughs> that looks like a, a a very easy twenty bottle order then at the weekend, mm. and then maybe yeah. know, for, for for the podcast and for science, you know, you just try to have them both. You've the got table. to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then just kind of see if you can taste the difference. But mm. I I highly recommend, like, especially kind of as we're going into the summer, you know, Panda is just, mm. oh, just so good. I mean, hell, like I say, I'm not taking away from from Helltown or Antipodean because both of those were just delicious, and Hell mm. Helltown was just a great. Drink as well, and I'm trying to think yeah. of what I was having for dinner, what I had for dinner, and what, what I was pairing it with. But Hairtown was just such a great West Coast pale ale. Um, mm. But it was just something about Panda Eyes for me that just really kind of just oh, just took it took it to a whole new level. And I was just like, yes. yes. I, I, I even went as far as going, right? You can get merch on their website. I need, you know, I need a yeah. I need a Harbor Glass on a Harbor T-shirt. You know, I'm a fanboy mm. now. Um, but but and also. That's it. They do, um, I noticed on their their website, there's a a steakhouse in in London. Um, I think they've got a couple called Hawksmoor, and they brewed Mm. a, they brewed again, kind of similar to Speedbird, they brewed a, um, just an exclusive for Hawksmoor. And because Hawksmoor is shut at the moment um, due to lockdown, they basically, they're selling that on their website as well. And that's supposed to be, it's a lager, it's not a craft beer, Mm. but it's supposed to be a really nice, um, a really nice drink
0: yeah and i'm just looking as well that um that west coast pale that hell town they've they've got it in the home party pack but i can't see that they've got it on its own for oh, sale which oh, wow. okay. i'd be um yeah i'd be tempted because i mean like i just said that the west coast sort of style is <clears throat> is my jam shall we say so i'd be interested because i mean looking at that i mean the 38 quid for 24 cans of that you know it works out at about what one one pound 50 a can ish give or take you know you can't you can't really knock that, can you, really, to right. be fair. So for, for a beer that you're enjoying as much, obviously your panderise is a bit more expensive, but even still, you know, you, you if you're getting your 12 bottles of the, the double dry up for 18 quid, you know, you, you're not far off the mark there either, are you, for your bottles. So, mm. And it's interesting that they can certain, bottle, uh, certain beers, but also bottle certain beers as well. Yes. You know, so your anti-Bedine, you can still get in bottles as well as cans. That's interesting. Again, see if there's any sort of difference in terms of perception of, of taste between getting a canned version and a bottled version so but I must admit they're, they're a brewery that if I do see them when we're out and about in Cornwall if you know because they're traditionally more served on cask I'd say more than keg so obviously the more traditional sort of serving I do sort of pick a couple of their beers up whilst we're down there you know in a pub or wherever we do go because I do like to kind of try as many Cornish beers whilst I'm down there, you know, to, to kind of do homage while we're down there for the the one sort of pilgrimage we do a year. So um obviously we're uh, we're delayed in that one year pilgrimage at the moment. Yes. But hopefully uh, hopefully come October we will be out of lockdown. So we can um I should be polite and say to Anna so we can go get married, but hopefully we can go down to Cornwall and obviously go get get beer and <laughs> get beer and some nice food as well. So you know, so, uh, so can, yes, it's. I can um... just
1: imagine your car on the way back from Cornwall just like kind of being back heavy mm. because you've just filled it up with beer. You know, you <laughs> just like. Yeah.
0: You just, you just hear the rattling in the back and what have you as you're driving back home, you know, just to, as you're leaving Cornwall with the country roads and things like that. You could just don't turn a corner too sharply because you don't want beers moving about or anything. So, but yeah, I mean, it'd be rude not to bring some back because there's some beers down there that you can only get whilst you're down there because they the ship nationwide. Right. So there's a brewery in particular, Black Flag. They they don't ship nationwide. Um, and there's the I don't know there's Padster that's down there, but they do ship nationwide. But then there's another one that the name of, it escapes me now, but Black Flag is one in particular that they they don't ship nationwide. Um, and they've just opened a, a tap room in Perrenporth as well. They opened that last year, which we haven't been to because obviously that was between the times of us going. So. Um, you know, certainly, whilst I'm down there, if I can get some beers to to bring back, it's it's a must. You know, it's a, if if you've been somewhere and not brought any beers back, have you even been in the first place? That's the way I look at it. So, yes. you know, it's um, it's the same. If I went to America, I'd, I think I'd take an empty suitcase just to, to fill it with beer and bring it back. So, just try and sneak it through customs. You know, just what's in there? Just 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 luggage. It's fine. It's just luggage. <laughs> There's nothing nothing to see, nothing to see. It's fine. It's fine. So I know they're a bit. Obviously, they're a bit sort of more strict on uh, exporting sort of beers and that out there from from America so I know it's a bit more strict over there so I imagine you have a hard task of trying to get a decent amount out without paying out of the nose for it. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, I remember once, I remember once going to, when we went to San Francisco for the Hella High Watermelon, you know, we went to wine tasting and we got some wine, we bought some wine and I had all of that all kind of in my suitcase and when, when we kind of got back in the UK, mm. there was this little sign from the TSA saying they'd taken it and they'd taken the wine out of our suitcases and I was just like, fuck it, it was a really yeah. nice wine as well. Um, and I was yeah. just like say, I saying to, I was saying to like my wife I'll like uh, if, When we were in Florida, I said, if I see hell high watermelon canned, I am going to put it in my suitcase or I'm just going to send, I'm going to take it to the post office and send it to me, you know, but I I didn't see any. I just saw the other one. So it was like, well, I was, I was, I was laser focused whenever I was looking. I thought if I find that, I'm going to get a couple of, couple of cakes or a couple of uh, boxes and just like post, see if I can post it back mm. to me and see what happens. That's yeah, it. exactly.
0: Hmm yeah it's weird over there though because obviously even just between states just posting beer or shipping beer is not easy right. is it you know for for here you know it's i've i've done it a few few this week which i think this is one of the things i'm going to mention earlier which i'll touch on is just posting beer between people from instagram and twitter and things it's just so mm. easy you know you get a can you wrap it up you put it in a box you post it job done gone it you post it with royal mail it's gone it's forgotten about and if it gets there you know it gets there and if obviously royal mail bugger it up you know you get it all back and what have you but over there obviously going between states and things you've got to be mindful of certain states that don't like it and it might get checked and opened and da, 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 da. so it must be a bit of a nightmare i imagine for for people who do trades and things especially you know over there to, to actually get beer to people and get it in one piece and get it quicker yes. so it's um so yeah so if i do venture over there it might be interesting trying to to sneak it home so um, so yeah but we'll we will see we will see um so if it is, have you been drinking anything beyond the, the harbour beers then or is that just kind of taking up everything all the room in your glass at the yeah, moment Yeah, that's kind of brilliant. Really,
1: but then i did have um i did have one um called goose or ghost to hollywood um in marks and spencers so when i did my kind of weekly shop Mm. i almost rewarded myself for kind of going out and surviving and coming back (laughs) um and i bought a couple of big cans There were like the oversized you know the kind of bigger cans um so there was Mm. a couple called goose for hollywood um and so i got a bought a couple of cans of that but it was incredibly light um i'm just trying to i'm just trying to google it now as i was because i can't get to my untapped and so it was like it was kind of like goose to Hollywood, and it was just like um and it was so light you know when you're pouring it it was a really light yellow you know so we're mm. having it the weekend i think we had some like some pizzas or something like that we made pizzas and i was just pouring it and i was just like this is so light you know and it was it was just one of those beers that if it was hot a, a big a big can would just go in a in a couple of sips but it was uh but it was fine. Yeah. Like, i mean it was it's not There, I found it. So it was. um, So it was. It's not nothing to write home about, but it was kind of just that kind of like quiet. I was like, oh, give it a try, because I think the can had almost like a. A test card. Do you remember, like back in the day? You're not as old as me, Steve. But back in the day, there was a test card that would be shown, <laughs> um, normally with a scary girl with a scary clown. But there was, a, and so that was the can. So that kind of drew my eyes um, to, that drew yeah. my eyes to the can. I was like, oh, okay, I'll grab a couple while I'm out and about. Um, but like I say, it was, it was only. <laughs> I'm just looking here. it was only three point eight. Um, so and it's a wow. light. It's a kind okay. of a sorty sour light brewed um california beer um so like i say it was really nice know. on a warm day but there was just there was nothing to it it wasn't it was you know you didn't kind of come mm. like oh yeah i'm getting passion fruit, i'm getting this i'm getting that it was just a real kind of light refreshing crisp um kind of salty soury kind of beer and it was like like i say it went quite nice with the pizzas mm. it
0: sounds like he's trying to everything but in, it ends up not being anything <laughs> yes, by the sounds yes. of it, if you get what i mean it's you know to it's it's be like a, a brut but then it's a, a sour but then sweet and fruity and it's 3.8 percent it's like it's trying to tick all the all the boxes of it's a micro ipa or a session ipa but then it's a gauze it's an ipa it's you know a brut ipa and da, 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 so but yeah i mean it's you know for, for things like that you know it's it's worth trying to, you know i'm i'm one of them people in terms of i buy a beer and if i like it i like it if i don't yeah. i don't you know i'm not going to be angry if I've not enjoyed it because that's just life you know most of my beer purchases are just based on the label alone you know i put I put very little research into what beers I pick up beyond the sort of the you know the bigger beers that everyone sort of raves about and what have you but you know I'm very much a do I like the label yes or no is it a beer style I like yes or no and then if it's two yeses or even a no and a yes to a certain extent you know then I'll, I'll still try it so but yeah it's um it's the it's the luck of the draw. It's it's the beauty yes. of the game that we're in. Some some you enjoy, some you don't. It's just it's one of those, isn't it? So, uh, so yeah, you you can't have you can't have a winner every time. No,
1: but like I say, it was one of those ones. You had it. It was a beer. It was nice. I mean, I think before we get on to kind of your your kind of like professional list and stuff that i always kind of see i always (laughs) love your list because it's like right i've got to start looking out for these beers i really should kind of start myself like Mm. a little google docs where i'm like okay these are the beers i i normally kind of have a look whenever (laughs) i see a new beer i normally kind of look on untapped to go right has steve drunk it what is steve what has steve given it but the last the last beer that i've been drinking which i've I really like, I mean, listening to kind of how I've been talking, you wouldn't think it, but I kind of have like a bit of a, I have kind of like a bit of a, kind of a gluten wheat intolerance type thing. You know, I I drink beer, but Mm. it can make me asthmatic if I drink too much. So I have to kind of be careful, even though I don't, I haven't done recently, you know. I got myself, I I got myself a rower. Um, When we got locked down and all the lockdown started, I bought myself a rower, which I've been kind of rowing every morning, and that's really been helping me drink more beer um, because I haven't been.
0: (laughs) You can justify it (laughs) then. Exactly, it's
1: like it's getting whatever kind of my cardio, my lungs going, but. A beer that I did, I picked up, I kind of had a, one Friday lunchtime when we were at work and we went out for a beer and they, they didn't really have any kind of uh, craft beers on tap, but they had, the only one they had was Bandit by Gypsy Hill and Bandit is, All right, is a gluten-free yeah, yeah. pale ale and and mm. I was like, I'll give that a try. But now I don't drink it because it's gluten free. I just drink it because it's really delicious. You know, it's like nice. it's a really yeah, yeah. nice. It's a really nice. And so I've I've had the other ones before, like Beatnik and stuff like that. But um, and mm. again, I get bandit from like Master Spencers, like the other yeah. other supermarkets. Um, and it's so whenever I go into I know M&S for a while did like three for five pounds. So I was always going and go i have three three bandits. You know, on a Friday. Um, and it was just like. A really nice, a really nice kind of beer that deserves
0: a a kind of shout out, if you will. Oh yeah, definitely. I think I had that, and I think it was either Beatnik or it was another one. I can't remember what it was now, but I definitely had two of theirs recently. <clears throat> um, and and that is, like I say, that is a really nice beer. And their beers, to be fair in general, are, are, are on point. You know, they're, they're usually pretty good. You know, and they're the they were the ones that kind of I think um, instigated this by the NHS a pint thing. you know that all the craft brewers yes. kind of you know getting involved with and i think if probably somebody will put me right on it i think they're either the instigators or one of the first people to kind of start Mm. it with other breweries and then it's kind of snowballed from there but i think they're a bit of a forgotten brewery sometimes gypsy you know in terms of other bigger beers that are in and around london Mm. as well and then obviously they're sort of more nationwide i think they do get overshadowed Mm. sometimes but certainly from what i've had of theirs um i've enjoyed um i've enjoyed everything that i've had so uh so yeah I'd, i'd you know and for me I'd, a, a gluten free beer doesn't put me off you know it doesn't put me off from drinking it because i know that magic rock um brewery local to me in huddersfield their phantasma that's i believe gluten free and that's a great beer you know and you, you can't tell that it's you know that it's a it's a gluten free beer yeah. so for as long as they can make beer and it's good beer regardless of its you know whatever it's not got in it or has got in it you know it's it's great that they can do it but it's even better that they can do it without you know detriment to the to the end result yes. as well so but it's um i like to see that you you're a typical sort of british person of i have an intolerance but i'll still <laughs> i'll still consume what <laughs> makes me intolerant you know i love yeah. that that's just the british way isn't it you know i'll complain oh, oh I, I don't feel well to so got you know I'm gluten intolerant. What have you been? I've just eaten bread. I've eaten bread and beer. I've just had a, a beer
1: and a beer because I. I yeah. mean, for me, it's like the, the, the real trigger for me is is pasta. You know, I have to I have to right. I have to eat wheat free pasta because if I eat pasta, that mm. will just floor me. You know, but I've kind of learned that I can drink beer. But if I if I kind of went on like a, a you know kind of went out on a friday night and then had beer on a saturday i would start feeling it on a sunday but yeah but apart from that i'll I'll happily take a a a bit of a wheeze for you know a good a good bottle of panda (laughs) rice they should should put that on their website happy to have a wheeze for panda rice but uh yeah yeah. what have you been uh, what have you been drinking um
0: yeah so I, i briefly touched on this earlier um a beer that was in aldi um it's hop foundry um hop till you drop so they've released some beers as well that are in in their supermarkets again 440ml cans again more traditional style of beer um i think it was about one pound forty-seven a can uh, which anna picked me Kind of that and the other one up which i think i had as well at the same time but the the name escapes me on that one um but again the sort of the more traditional style a bit more malty than hoppy which again given the price that you're paying about one pound forty something for a can of of beer is is you know it's understandable and to be expected, but again, much like that small giant I've had tonight, mm-hmm. easy to drink, nice enough. You know, if, if you got a few of them to to introduce people to to craft beer or what beer can be beyond the macro stuff, you know, it'd be a great place to start. And for the cost of it, you can't really say no to at least give it a go, sort of thing. So, I'm, I'm I'd quite happily have a couple of them, you know, just to to fill in between other stuff that I've got in the fridge as well. So, so that's that's the. The first one I've mentioned, um, the other two, um, which have, which I wanted to mention, was the first one, uh, was Endless by Boxcar. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Boxcar a Brewery that I've never had a beer by, but certainly, I will be looking out for them more so now, um, because this this one in particular was fantastic. Um, it was six point five percent, I think, if memory serves me rightly. But it was the opposite of the West Coast. It was more your juicy, thick, hazy juicy mm-hmm. beer um you know sort of more new england style and it was fantastic I, I loved every single drop of that and as soon as i opened the can you kind of got the smell you got the aroma from it straight away of all the fruitiness that it had in it and um i think i posted about that today on instagram um i think that's my post that i put up today and that yeah as soon as i had that as soon as, I, as soon as i took my first swig i was like yeah i'm I'm happy with that um because to me you kind of get a you know you, you can like mm-hmm. a beer but sometimes you drink a beer and much with you like that hello high watermelon i imagine that there's just some beers that you just put in your mouth it's like yeah wow i, I really yes, like this beer yes. kind of, you know flicks, flicks a switch so to speak so that that was incredible um i drank that far too quickly <laughs> and far too easily for, for what it was you know 6.5 so it's not a, an overly strong beer but by the same token it's not a a low percentage beer, but it, it drank too easily for what it was or by rights what it should be. You know, it, it had the flavour of a much stronger IPA. It could have quite easily competed with flavours that you get from like a double IPA, so like 8 9% of other breweries yes. out there. But to get that in a in a 6.5, it, it was incredible. So I, I really enjoyed that. And certainly for me, it's kind of, it's put boxcar on my radar for sure. And the, the label was fantastic as well. It had a nice holographic. Um, I think it was like a... A line of sort of like Buddha statues, I mm-hmm. think it was uh, potentially or something like yes. that. can. Um. But yeah, it was it was really good, so I really enjoyed that. Um. And then the other beer that I want to mention, which is going back to the style that I like, the West Coast, is Baubles of Vanity by Duration. Um. Again, a brewer that I've not had um had many beers by, I believe. Um. But certainly this this kind of again was a beer that I drank and as soon as I drank it I was like oh that's different but then oh yeah I really Mm -hmm. like that because it was still a West Coast style IPA but it was hopped completely different to what you'd expect it to be so you know you normally get your sort of your bittering hops that you chuck in there and obviously you get your sweetness and your juiciness from your other hops that kind of counteracts that but it kind of it had different hops in it so it didn't have as much bitterness or sweetness it kind of had its own sort of more fruitiness and a bit more sweetness from that so i think it had uh, hop hewel melon i think it is which gives you sort of more sort of overripe fruit flavours so more fruity aromas in there and that kind of gets the sweetness from that so you kind of get your fruitiness and your sweetness from there but with a little with kind of with with little right. bitterness um but i drank that and and i really enjoyed that and my kind of barometer for sort of things as well is that if i give it to Anna and she likes it then <laughs> you know, it must, it, it must be all right. Do you know what I mean? Because the thicker, hazy ones that she drinks, she's oh, I couldn't drink that. She, she won't touch it because she can't, she couldn't, because it's too thick. Um, you know, the flavour is not for her, but that, she was like, oh yeah, I could drink that. And that kind of, you know, it must be sort of a, it can, if it gets Anna's seal of approval, then, it, it, you know, for me, it's kind of, it, I know I'm on the right, I'm on, on the right track. Yes. But but yeah, that that I, re- I really enjoyed that. And um, yeah, it's uh, again, sort of, the, the stuff by duration will be certainly on um, on my radar now so but for me to I'm kind of a very cynical on west coast beers you know west coast ipas if for me I'm quite of a bit of a stickler for is it bitter is it sweet and if it's neither of the two it's kind of is it a west coast ipa well probably not but this was kind of I liked what it did differently you know I, as much as I like my tick boxes shall we say of what it needs to have to be that mm-hmm. style I like the creative freedom that breweries can have with that style to kind of give it a bit of an edge or something different. So I kind of, I appreciated it for what it was rather than what it yes, wasn't. If you I get do, what I mean. Do, yeah. So I, I I I really enjoyed that. So I know West Coast beers aren't for, aren't for everybody, you know, certainly from a, a bitterness point of view, because I know a lot of West Coast IPAs can be quite mm-hmm. bitter, which I you know people don't always enjoy. But that for me is one of the things that I really like. But that was very... Very nice indeed, and, and something a bit different to the style. So, so yeah, so they're the the three that I wanted to mention. Really, um you know, in terms of the reason why I had that beer tonight, and to mention that one is obviously you can't drink big beers all the time. You know, from certainly I can't from a cost point of view. Anyway, so I like to kind of mix it up a little bit with uh, with other beers in between. So, so yeah, that's me. And thankfully, I've got Friday off this week, as we recorded the week of the altered bank holiday. So. Technically, that means tomorrow's my Friday, so that means I can have a drink tomorrow now.
1: I like uh, the way you think,
0: Mr. um, Carson.
1: I like the way you think. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. So, so I mean, not during the day. Or, admittedly, it will be. uh, It will be the evening. But then I've got Friday off, so you know that that that's me. That's my. uh, That that means the floodgates are open for the weekend. So I'll. um, I think I've got a couple of sort of bigger ones lined up that I've been sent this week so I'll, um, I think I'll have a couple of those so I'll, um, I'll, I'll send them your way to show you sort of the ones that I've been having but I'm, uh, I'm planning to get a bit drunk this weekend because I'm, I'm building a bit of a backlog I'm the same <laughs> as you I'm really bad for it that I'm really bad for I'll, I'll get beers in but save yes. them you know oh, I don't want to drink that I don't want to drink that I don't want to drink that it's like it's getting towards you find that you go through a spate of I've got about five beers that go out of date tomorrow So I need to sort this out. So you end up getting loads that you need to, to sup and and get rid of. So, so I'm trying to prevent that from happening, but, um, but I, I think I buy beer quicker than I can drink it sometimes, but, um, It's it's a nice It problem is, it to is. Help. It's like it was nice like me on,
1: on Thursday when I was shopping. I was buying more beer because I was I was trying to save panderaise for when we have a barbecue or when we're like when we can finally have family back around us stuff like that. I was like, I wanna save that for mm. that because and in the end I was just like, you yeah, know, my wife just said to me, Let's fire up the barbecue for, you know, cook a couple of steaks and we'll just do that. So I was like I'm it, what better moment to have it so i just kind of instead of like so i just pushed the new beer aside and kind of went for it but it's funny how you will just kind of keep that bottle of wine or or you know that food or whatever in the cupboard and you'll go i'm saving that for a special occasion we did that we did that um at christmas we were like we were we were saving something we forgot to have it when we had family round, and we we're like right fine we'll save it for a special occasion and in the end it went off you know and it was like damn it and so we yeah. kind of like we didn't have it at all because <laughs> they, they kind of went off but i must admit just circling back to kind of what you've been drinking um endless that looks like it mm. looks like a, a milkshake you know it kind of like it's so yellow it looks like a pineapple mm. smoothie you know it just looks it yeah. looks yeah, so yeah. good. i i i want to try that that looks absolutely fantastic i'm gonna stick that on my steve carter says this is yum list um because because that's yeah. really good
0: yeah. I mean the thing is it's you know, it's just that that style is you know, is great and I know it's you know, a lot of people go mental for it, but I know it's not for everybody. But when a beer for me is done right like that, you know, in terms of getting that thickness but getting it so it's drinkable at the same time, that's kind of when you're on to a winner for me, because as much as I love them, that style of a New England, I can't drink them all night because I just get bloated. You know, they're just so thick and heavy. I have to I have to change up. So if I am going out and drinking this sort of thing I'll I'll vary what i'm drinking and probably split it up with a either a couple of west coasts or you know a sour here and there or something like that or something a bit lower just because they can be very thick and heavy but that you know it did have that thickness and that juiciness but not that not the heaviness and it drank really easily but yeah if you if you need any sort of pointers of um, you know in terms of that sort of Mm. other style shall we say that you you know you don't necessarily lean towards and i'll uh i'll send a few recommendations your Go way, way for sure so um and there's plenty of breweries in and around sort of london your sort of way on that um you know i think i think um boxcar are based in london i think so i think they're um they won't be too too far away from you shall we say anyway the close to yes, you than they are to Bethnal me Green, um what
1: their website says so yes yeah, yes
0: yeah so they 're a bit, bit closer to your to your world, shall we say but yeah there's there's plenty of, and and tap rooms and things obviously when this is back up and open, I know you're kind of dip in and out for for work meetings your brew dog um for for your work, but there 's a lot of tap rooms down there that i'd um, eventually like to go to in London as well, but that might be where we have to meet up anthony that 's maybe but we need to do get the spats together and go to some tap rooms. That's sounds what we need like to have. a
1: plan to me. I would love, I would love, I would love, a, I would love mm. a beer tour, a beer tour by Steve Carter. You know that? That's
0: just that's just. I, I don't think I'm that knowledgeable, and not just yet. Not quite. <laughs> that's think, a Saturday but, that needs a yeah.
1: t shirt, doesn't it? They need to. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the. I'll be like, like taking you on a field trip, or the I'll have like a a little. You know, when when teachers walk around like, with that, they're them horses that they all drown say, "Follow me," or a flag, like or the flag <laughs> come on come on Anson. stop wandering around beard stop now. looking at that stop getting, stop getting distracted yeah um, you have to keep it, yeah. keep
1: a moving buddy um, but no that, that's just like yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah i i must admit the kind of like there are some kind of there are a lot of those like i say when we're when we're at work and and we've only got an hour and a half at lunchtime on fridays you know kind of it's very easy to go to Leadenhall or or go to the brew dog um and just kind of pick up a couple of beers there but it's just like it's quite nice sometimes to just go a little bit further afield for lunch and and find somewhere new so which is quite Mm -hmm. nice and there's there's also a lot of places find me like borough market as well where you do get kind of more um kind of crafty beers as well kind of like popping up around the outskirts of borough market as well
0: mm. yeah there's i imagine there's kind of a load of places just hidden here and there and everywhere in london you know given the the scale of it but obviously the sort of the the, the one of the better phrase hipster sort of <laughs> places in around london as well you know i'm sure inevitably there's a few a uh, few craft beers yes places pop up and around as well so
1: exactly exactly and my lockdown beard yeah. is, you know, is growing so maybe when i go back i can kind of qualify as a hipster <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah hipster level yes. is increasing yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: day by day
0: yeah yeah i think everyone's results to that i mean it's i mean thankfully i've already got the, the hair that i don't have to grow it out but i must admit i ain't had a shave and i'm trying to see if it gets to a sort of a, a respectable sort of mm. length but i think i've kind of a, I think i've hit peak peak growth at the moment I don't think it's getting any any further but I've got the hipster haircut that's all I need that's all I need so I'm happy with that so I'm happy with that yeah I'm happy with that so yeah so I think we'll um, we'll leave that section there um, because we're going to move on to a bit of more your territory we'll move on to what we've been playing um, we'll have a we'll have a natter about that and then we'll uh, we'll move on from there Right so welcome back to part 3 and um, we'll move on to the gaming section of the podcast which is more a bit sort of a bit like home for you Anthony certainly in terms obviously for uh, from your lost back podcast point of view shall we say um yes. so obviously it's been a while since we've had a chat and certainly had a chat about gaming in particular um so what in particular have you been playing sir
1: I think for me I've, I think kind of there there are um obviously what's happening in the world is is awful, kind of like caveat that it's like, it's awful. (laughs) But the two things couldn't have come at a better time being been restricted to home, um, and Animal Crossing, um, these. Now, I was looking forward to Animal Crossing. Um, I was quite excited for it. I played other Animal Crossings. I played on 3DS. I got I got a little bit hooked on the mobile version. But we've got like a Switch version has come out. Of that so, Animal Crossing New Horizons kind of came out just before the lockdown. You know, it kind of came out just before the lockdown. Then, and, and I must admit, this has been this has this has made everything easier. You know, because for those who don't. No, Animal Crossing is pretty much a kind of... I don't know. I would call it maybe like a, a social sim. It's a island building if you will because what you do is you get an island which is just empty you just get an island it has some areas that maybe you can't reach at the start because you've got to craft something and you get plunked in the middle of this island and you get a tent and then what you have to do is kind of do some crafting do some gathering and then as you start doing that more things appear on your island such as shops and uh, like a a community centre or I think they call it kind of like island services or something like that Uh, And then, you know, a clove store and things like that. And it's really you get this space that is really just kind of left to your imagination to do whatever you want layout. So you, once you start crafting this space, you then get more villagers or more Islanders kind of come onto your Island. And then you start kind of, you have to build their house. Um, and all the time you're kind of making money, growing trees, selling products, you know, kind of really just having fun around, um, around that. And animal crossing is one of those ones where you could happily just like sit in bed on a Saturday morning Drinking coffee and just playing this for hours, and what I'd normally do is I kind of play it until my switch runs out of battery, <laughs> and then I'm like, right, I've got to get up now, I've got to do do normal stuff. But so where it's kind of progressing, and what it's the one thing that I'm loving this game so much over over the other versions of animal crossing is that we also have like a little community um that we have built so there is a whatsapp group um that we have kind of built and this whatsapp group is just growing by the day where people will invite friends in um and we're just really just kind of looping in more and more people um which kind of makes it the most active WhatsApp chap I've ever seen, Um, but also (laughs) it kind of makes it quite fun, especially if you're looking for a certain item. Like i'm missing starbucks at the moment you know i'm missing like i'm missing a car so i built a starbucks on my um, i've built a starbucks on my island so because it gets to a point where you can start crafting the floor you can start terraforming and things like that so you're so you have your house you have everybody else's house and then you kind of like you're leveling up if you will um the more um the more money you pay to the the island villain tom nook who is basically the kind of loan shark of your island you get more and more <laughs> Rooms added to your um, to your house, which you can then kind of do whatever you want with them. Uh, maybe one of them should be a beer room, Steve. Maybe we should turn one into a tap. Room. That's a
0: cracking idea.
1: Yeah, maybe that's my Saturday and Sunday sorted. Um, and then, um, <laughs> so so what I so what I did was I kind of like got a, a carved out an area um, for my Starbucks, and then people are being really creative. Um, both kind of in our whatsapp group and online with the because you have like a design editor so someone had to basically draw the starbucks logo so i could then i could then put that all around this little area and i kind of have like a starbucks which is just real fun you know which is really good um so you're kind of doing that and it's all very lovely um and you're going you're kind of doing little kind of quests every now and then and you're kind of doing what you're doing but where the whatsapp group really kind of comes into play and where it kind of gets fun and 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 just basically just manic is every sunday you have a a character will appear on everyone's island and that character is selling turnips so turnips are the currency really bells are the currency for, for the island, but turnips are the thing that you can just make a lot of money. You know, you can make a lot of money on what they call the stock market, pun intended. <laughs> um, so you basically, you find May, I think her name is May, and you find her and you buy turnips from her. But it randoms the price so just this weekend you know i think the lowest we've ever got is 90 my turnips were like 116 turnips but 116 bells per turnip but someone on our whatsapp group was like well mine are 90 so that's it you know we all just then descend on that poor person and their island the great thing about descending <laughs> on that poor person and their island everybody is so lovely in our WhatsApp group, that they all leave them presents behind, you know. So you'll go over to someone's island to either buy or sell um, for a high or a low price, and then you would leave a present behind. You know, it's mm. that kind of. And so, you know, if you're lucky enough to get a low number for the buying or a high number for selling um you know you're adorned with gifts and crazy villagers turning up dressed in whatever craziness we appear in um and it is just so much fun so not only um my wife and i we're both sitting there with our switches and kind of playing it and enjoying that moment on like a saturday sunday or even in the evening just that Added element and that craziness of the uh, you know who 's got the lowest price or who 's got I think twice a day your turnip price will change, so you get eight o 'clock in the morning twelve o 'clock in the afternoon you 'll get a new price in which the the two little nooks timmy and tommy are are basically buying so every so the We've got two WhatsApp groups now. We've got one for just general stuff and one for the stock market. And, you know, so you'll get pings at lunchtime and in the mornings where everyone's kind of dropping what their prices are, um... And, and the great thing about that is that just by doing that by getting so like last last week i I bought a whole load for like three hundred thousand bells, but then I sold them at a really high price and ended up getting probably like one point five million, so that meant I could pay off my mortgage, I could you know buy stairs and buy things for my um for my island, and it really helps just like kind of playing the stock market. Um, Animal Crossing is just it's just such a pleasure it's such a great fun game and it's just there's there's some things that I would change you know there there's some things that I would change for sure um but you know, let's hope that Nintendo just keep kind of keep changing it updating it and doing that have you ever been kind of have you ever dabbled in Animal Crossing are you tempted by new Horizons, steve yeah i mean What's group for you
0: yeah i mean i've <laughs> i think i played the 3ds version or the the right. you know the the 2ds XL or whatever it was I had at the time. I'm I'm fairly mm-hmm. confident I had that. I didn't I didn't jump on the mobile one, um, right. and certainly I will be getting this at some point And I um I think I've put it in my top three of Boomerang, my uh, my rental subscription to to, and I I kind of set it just to send me around a random one of on my uh, of my top three. So it's a bit of a um you know a bit of a, a bit of a surprise in terms when something something turns up so that is up there and I'm hoping that that comes in because like you say it's kind of a bit of an odd parallel in a way that we've a been locked down and everyone's isolated and b that you've got a game that came out at the same time where you're isolated and build your own island (laughs) and you can't really see anybody for a while so it's it's quite interesting that it came out at like you say the right time in terms of because you're stuck in and I've got nothing else better to do but also the right time because you're just basically playing a different version of your own life where you can't actually go see people and do things with people. So it's like you say, it's kind of a bit of a a hybrid between sort of genres and styles and different Mm. things. Like you say, it's a bit like a a simulator, but then a micro management game. And, you know, there's the, like you say, there's the, the, the black market for the currency and what have you. So it's something that you're always constantly, you know, kind of having to pay attention to and sort of you know there's always something that can be done or farmed or fished or built or like you're saying you know like you said the little you know fact that you have to pay your mortgage off at the the start of the game you know you lumped with a mortgage you know it's just you know it's just like real life from the get-go isn't it really it's like yeah you can have this all this (laughs) nice stuff but yeah you've got to pay it back sorry and then like you say it's it's it's, and like say the you know for anyone who, who knows sort of I've seen things about it you know it's a it's a charming very easy relaxing game to play you know frustrating in itself in many ways yes but not your sort of in your face games that you're going to be playing that you're going to be screaming at from you know shooters things like that you know it is just something that you can sit back and relax and just you know play and just lose yourself in a sort of separate world isn't it really so it's um it's definitely one that I want to play um yes it's one that I've 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 been playing, which I mentioned a few weeks ago, which I've just picked up again. I left it for a while. Um Final Fantasy seven on the Switch. So I was kind of holding off getting that to kind of not, you know not take up the um the play term on my switch because I wanted to kind of get through that and finish that first. But if it turns up, obviously I can kind of dabble between the two. So I'm I'm definitely um I'm definitely up for that. But it's nice to see that again, you know, the the two sort of parallels is the the community spirit that's been brought out of everybody in real life and then obviously the community spirit in Animal Crossing as well, you know, in terms of helping each other out and things. It's just it's kind of you don't you don't see that in many um you know, in many sort of aspects. But it's good that you kind of get that sort of symmetry as well, you know, in terms of both in terms of real life and the game as well
1: so you, you have, so one of my favourite things about kind of like animal crossing is you've got the museum and you've got Blavers the owl, and Blathers the owl is just awesome, so you go into the museum you go into the museum and you've got kind of like dinosaurs kind of down the bottom you've got fish and insects and, and I've just unlocked, or, or you everybody unlocked art as well so there's, but Blavers is, is kind of great because you kind of give him the fossils that you find, or uh, you know he balks when you give him insects but he still assesses them, but you give him um, um, fossils and then he will then kind of look at that fossil and let you know if you already have it and um, if you do you have to sell it or you can pass it on um, or if not he kind of just like adds to your collection and that's one of the things that is just amazing when you go into the museum or in my case Wangsville museum uh, which <laughs> my island's called Wangsville um, and you kind of go there and you just kind of see all of these dinosaurs like kind of T-Rex and things and it's just so nice just to kind of like wander around and also like Another um, um, amazing thing about Animal crossing is the music as well, because when you're playing it and the music changes depending on the hour as well. So when you're kind of playing it kind of like a, I don't know, kind of nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night, it's just like you're listening just to some easy listening jazz station, you know, while you're doing it. It's just (laughs) like, my only, my only criticism is that when you're running on the, if you've put down paths in your, in your, um, on your Island, running in like shoes it's just you hear this like clip, 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 you know all the way all the time so I end up running on the grass just so I can listen to the music <laughs> and, and unfortunately Nintendo didn't think to equalize it you know and, like say so you could turn down I'll turn up music but turn down special effects um mm. but yeah so you go in there and you do that now one of as I was talking about like kind of the community around it I've moved my museum to the top of my island so I created this area at the top of my island you have to go up a couple of uh, stairs to get to it make it kind of a grand thing and i wanted to put a t-rex similar to jurassic park i wanted to put a t-rex skeleton behind some trees that was well lit and i didn't have any t-rex parts so i just said to the whatsapp group does anyone have any spare t-rex you know and within like five minutes i was getting pinged my post box was lighting up you know (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly i had more t-rexes than the the jurassic park you know and and so it was just it was so it was great just to be able to kind of do that and that's what kind of like animal crossing is just kind of ticking so many boxes. It's it feels good. Mm. It feels great to just kind of have that crazy moment. And, and, and not only kind of like your own island, you can just fly off to other people's islands. So, you know, a couple of the guys in the in the WhatsApp tra- chat have created some amazing islands, you know, and, mm. and incredible islands. One of them kind of created a wrestling ring in the middle of their island. And it was, you know, big production, we're talking here. And it was just so much fun, you know, just to kind of go over mm. to the island, have a run around and see what they've done. And I'm just like, it's one of those games, if you haven't picked it up, if you have a Nintendo Switch, pick it up because it's just so much fun. From.
0: Yeah, and I'd seen was it the, one of the guys from Xbox or something that had created his own talk show within it? You know, he did in his uh, in his house, he'd, in his basement, but he'd created his own like studio and everything. He actually ran a talk show through Animal Crossing. You know, right. that, that was incredible. You know, that's, that's that's just bonkers.
1: That's that's a that's a talk show called Animal Talking. And that's not mm. someone from Xbox, that's actually um Gary Witter, who is the guy who wrote Book of Eli and uh Rogue uh, One right, okay. and Rogue right, One, yeah. Star Wars Rogue One. So Gary Yeah, so he basically just and, and again he throughout through his community, he's not in my community, but in throughout his community, he just said, I need this stuff. And it's just basically just people just sent it to him as gifts. It was like, here you go. So he was able to build that talk show set in a Mm. day, you know, and just like, and there's so much stuff in there as well as, you know, kind of making your own designs and things like that. So I, for the, I have a bit of a, I have a bit of a, what would you say, Steve, an addiction to water towers, maybe? Yeah, like kind of a, I would say, a but it's more of an addiction mm, to, to American, an unhealthy addiction. (laughs) An unhealthy addiction. Thank you very much. I played (laughs) Spider-Man on PS4 just for the water towers. Um, and, um, and my wife made me a flag for Wangsville um, so I basically have a water tower with a W in the middle for kind of like Wangsville and it's just lovely, you know. And it's that kind of creative sharing that I kind of really like. And, and a friend of my, a friend of the show, a friend of uh, Lost Park Podcast, um, uh, James, who's who's on it, he made he made me a Prince T-shirt, so I had the Prince symbol, which I have a T-shirt, and you know, I'm just kind of running around, and I have a I have a streamer or an influencer outfit as well you know i've got an xbox t-shirt a hat you know I've got, it's really fun to just like kind of change up your uh your outfit so i'm just i'm absolutely just lovely and i think that you know because of the the pandemic because of the lockdown i think alamo crossing has kind of almost reached new heights because i think more and more people are kind of getting it playing it and absolutely loving it
0: mm. yeah and it's understandable and i can see you know the they the draw to it in certain way. You know, people pour so many hours into it. And and like you said earlier, in terms of Nintendo support for it, in, in truth, it's just a game that can just carry on and carry on and carry on, isn't it? You know, the, you know they can add things to it, but obviously depending on whether they, they charge for it or not. But either way, they could just keep tacking bits onto that, couldn't they, in terms of adding new items and features and da 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 And in essence, you know, that game itself could, could easily have a lifespan of, you know, three or four years and just keep, building and building and building and things like that so i'd be interested to see like you say once kind of the first six to eight months are kind of done and dusted because like you say with people being on on lockdown and furlough and things you probably get through things a little bit quicker than, yes. than what they might expect so it'll be interesting to see when yeah. and if they they show the hand in terms of what's what's in the pipeline for it certainly
1: Yeah, no, indeed. I mean, it's quite interesting because like you say, you know, there is this kind of black market for turnips and so much so that there are kind of websites that have such kind of just just sprung up out of nowhere where if you have a high turnip price a high selling price you can actually kind of log your dodo code which is the code that you can use to kind of people to get on your island you log Mm. your code with them and instead of having a free-for-all um where they end up crashing your island they basically just let four people in at a time so they even handle so people are going i've got turnips at 600 you must give me this this and this and then you can come in so they're even kind of like setting an entry fee wow. to your <laughs> island you know and i heard on a, on a podcast i was listening to over the weekend that there's even even like a black market for islanders for, for the people that for the, the the animals that are on your island there is Hmm. a kind of a top 10 and I don't know what the top 10 are, but there's a top 10 and people are asking kind of big in-game currencies for those. And you can basically say, right, I've got, you know, one of the top 10 animals on my Island, come Hmm. over, talk to them and invite them to your Island. So you can actually say you can come and talk to my animal, but you've got to give me, you know, seven million bells or something like that so this is mm. like so there's like human, there's trafficking for animals in animal crossing right now it's absolutely bizarre but it's such a but apart from that it's such a happy lovely kind of friendly game and it's just it's just ticking all my boxes and i i have been kind of jumping into other stuff but it's kind of one of those things where you kind of jump into something else um and you just instantly want to go back to animal crossing so i kind of really so are you thinking about Exactly, you're playing. I was playing, I had a quick game of Gears of War with my brother in law and my nephews. We did a Horde 1 to 50 on Horde, uh, Gears of War 4, I think, or 5. Um, and we played that, and, and it was great. But all I could see was my wife off the corner of my eye playing Animal Crossing, and I'm like, I really want to play that. I
0: really to play that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: so I highly recommend it, it's just great fun.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully, I'll, I mean, I'll have a look when um, when we finish podding in terms of my uh, my subscription list, but I might um, might put it to number one and see if they uh, see if they can send me that out next and and jump on board and and get get on the Animal Crossing train, shall we say. So yes, we, will yes. we will see. We will see.
1: We can get you into these crazy WhatsApp groups and they'll, they'll just basically yeah. adorn you with gifts that, you know, yeah, shower
0: a, me with gifts and freebies.
1: Ex- exactly. Being a new bod in this group is just, it's just awesome because you do get a yeah. lot of lovely people saying hello. But, um, so that's Animal Crossing what I've been playing. Steve, what have you, um, mm. what have you been playing?
0: Um, so for me, um, obviously beyond the, the Final Fantasy seven that I'm still plugging away through that I mentioned earlier, um, I've been playing Journey to the Savage Planet, which came on Xbox Game Pass about yes. three weeks ago or something now. Um so it's it came out, you know, it, it brand new to, to Game Pass. You know, it wasn't it wasn't available before then, so it came out fresh out of the blocks on, on Game Pass. And it's mm-hmm. um it's a very sort of charming and witty sort of space exploration game that's um you know, an indie game. It's not a, a huge game, it's not a, a massive, massive game by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but um for me, I've really enjoyed it, you know. It, it's been really, really fun. Um, you know, I think when we when we watched the, um, I think it was when it was the, there was an Xbox announcement, wasn't There was a sort of like a mini sort of press conference mm-hmm. um, that they announced it in. And immediately I said, this looks exactly what like what I expected No Man's Sky to be. You know, just a, a fun yes. version of No Man's Sky, which I you know people said that that's changed and it's completely different now. But to me, this is what kind of I expected from that in terms of, you know, a bit tongue in cheek, a bit light hearted. You know, exploration. Duh, 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 not just the sort of dull, monotonous go here, do that sort of thing that it actually turned out to be in its first, its <laughs> first iteration. But you know, for me, I, I, I think it's great. You know, in terms of it's that cartoon style. Um, you know, aesthetic to it. It's not a. It's not one for you know, huge graphics. But even still, you know, the cartoon sort of style and, and world fits it perfectly. But. On a on a 4K HDR telly, you know, that, that thing really shines through. You know, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the vivid colours that you get through that because you go to this, this new planet, you kind of, the, the premise is that you're a, a space explorer, that you go to a planet and basically you're looking for other planets to colonise, Um, you know, because Earth or the planet they're currently on is kind of, you know, rapidly running out of resources and coming towards the end of its life, so you need to find a new planet to colonise. So you're kind of the guinea pig to to go explore this planet, these territories, you know, check the wildlife you know the the atmosphere you know is it viable to live there blah 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 and you kind of got to You land your your spaceship kind of breaks apart and it's no longer functional so you then going to need to find resources that can then repower your ship so you can get back to to obviously the um you know the space space program that you're part of which i can't remember the name namescapes now the the space program you, you, you're part of but in the kind of the the first you know the the opening sequence you know you get the 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 spiel you know the advert from the company you're with, and you know we are the fourth best space travel company that around sort of thing you know so it's you know the the humor's written through it, and you know there's you know there's adverts on the t v and you in the sort of your living quarters of the spaceship that you've got you know for you know that are taking the mick out of itself and sort of real life in essence you know you know and it's it's really funnily done you've got like a little a i that helps you out you know, again, which mm-hmm. is charming and witty and is always sarcastic and dry, you know, in terms of go do this if you've got time, or it'd be really nice if you could do this, but don't feel obliged, and then don't do that, don't do this, da-da-da-da-da sort of thing. It's always kind of, it's always there, but always got something to say to you, and, you know, always a, you know, if you go look at something, for example, you might go scan a plant, and it's like, it tells you this, you know, really fancy explanation of it, it does this, and it does that, da 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 and it's like, there's another one, and it might go, it's like a bird-like creature, and it goes, it's a bird you know and it's just you know it's just you know it's it's those sort of things there that it's it's you know it's got a lot of sort of humor and wit written through it and and you know i can see that it's a game that won't last overly long you know in terms of i can see that obviously it's not going to be a a huge or expansive game but certainly from what i've played you know it's just a nice you know there's a bit of humor there's a bit of combat there's a bit of sort of puzzles you know there's few puzzles to solve here and there sort of thing with enemies and you know, you've got to get up these paths, you know, because you get, like, sort of fancy gadgets. Like, say, you get resources to build sort of upgrades and, you know, and and gadgets So obviously, to scan new resources and animals, to get, like, grappling hooks so you can scale walls, and then, you know, you improve your gloves to handle sort of, like, plants that are then bombs and set on fire, that sort of thing. So there's quite a lot to it, really, if you sort of scratch the surface. But, like I say, it's not a huge game. It's not, you know, it's not a not a triple A game or anything like that by any means, but mm. to me, it's, you know, it's kind of, it was what I expected. You know, it does what it says on the tin and I've enjoyed, you know, what I've played it I've probably put about sort of 12, 15 hours or something into it, something like that. You know, it's just something that I've found that I can just pick up and play for an hour, an hour and a half and then just pick up again from, from where I left off sort of thing. So I'm I'm actually quite mm. enjoying it, to be honest with you. And like I say, to, to get it as part of the subscription that I've got for, for Game Pass and Xbox Live, you know, it's just it'd be silly not to try it and you know at least download it and give it a go sort of thing so have you have you jumped in with it have you found time to to play it all between animal crossing or have you have you left it for now
1: um i played um i i played um journey to the savage planet i played it when it came to XCloud. cloud so i think mm. when the when the kind of x cloud um trials were on so x cloud being the microsoft streaming service um mm-hmm. i they had it on there so i was kind of like before animal crossing game i was just like sitting in bed and playing um playing journey to the savage planet on there and like i say it worked really well on on x cloud and i just really enjoyed it i what I was playing, I really enjoyed it. So I do I do want to. I know because you were saying that you were really enjoying it as well. So I really want to kind of jump back in because I do like kind of, like, from what you're saying, I love the sound of it. Um, the, mm. the worlds that you kind of get to, are they kind of randomly generated or are they...
0: Or no, no, the, a... they are kind of predetermined. There's different sections to each sort of area. I mean, I can't remember how many out there are at the moment in terms mm. of, I mean, you're, you're on... A world that 's made up of sort of different areas, shall we say, so you kind of you can open like sort of alien teleporting mm-hmm. sort of shrines or things so you can skip between the areas yes. um, and I think the, I think the first one there 's about six different sections to that first area, and then the next one there 's probably about five yes. or something like i say, i can 't remember how many there are in total, but you 've kind of got your you snowy bit, then you've got your green bit, you've got your water bit, and then you've got your caverns and sort of caves that sort of thing. You know, you've got to get your plants that glow in the glow in the dark. You know, to light your path, that sort of thing. So, yeah, you know, the, you know they've got the the sort of the typical things, but then a few different bits and pieces as well. You know, and like say, there's certain areas that require you to have upgrades to get to. You know, in terms of the grapple or the double boost jump from your jetpack, and there's bits where you have to improve your boots to grind on certain plants and things. So. Um you know, there are different bits that you can go to, but it, it does it in a not in a sort of tedious way, you know, that you need to do this to get to that and you know, just oh I can't go away because I can't do this and blah blah blah. You know, there's enough there to kind of go off the beaten track and there's you you know, you find little bits and bobs like hidden areas and that sort of thing. So it's quite good that in whilst you're playing as well that the your visor pops up if you're near a secret area as well. Sort of like pop up with a question mark on the screen, say there's a secret nearby. So again, you can kind of easily get distracted with, with doing that as well. So there is there is, there are plenty of bits to do, and there's obviously plenty of little objectives and and side quests to to go do. But yeah, it's you know once you've kind of unlocked the the teleporting pedestals or shrines like say you can kind of just skip between the ones and and it's quite it's quite good really that you can just kind of quickly flip between i need to go here to get that and i need to go here to do this and you know between there so yeah like say it'll be interesting to see where it pans out in terms of the story behind it because there's clearly something untoward about the the planet that you're on you know in terms of because there's this sort of alien presence there you know with these teleporting shrines there's monuments about that you can scan that are clearly allude to some sort of alien presence. So I'll be interested to see how that pans out further down the line in terms of if it transpires that, you know, the company that you're working for knew about it all along or if it turns out that you can't live on the planet because, you know, these aliens have been hiding sort of thing. So I'd be interested to see where it where it goes from there.
1: Mm. Absolutely. I remember it kind of having like a fair bit of like platforming puzzling as well. Wasn't mm. it? That, that's the game I'm thinking. I'm thinking about the right game, aren't I?
0: yeah yeah definitely yeah like you say there's the bits that you've got to jump between and you know climb up and that sort of thing so you know there's definitely a bit of platforming there's a bit of puzzle puzzling to there as well and sort of you've got your space gun or space laser shall we say you know to shoot enemies because inevitably there are hostile creatures on the planet as well so there's a bit of sort of combat in there as well we're shooting and again your enemies that need to be defeated in a certain way they you know you can't shoot them head-on because they're armored or there's uh, only enemies that can be defeated by getting in close proximity and hitting them, but they can't, yeah, yeah. you have to sneak up on them because they'll see you. So again, there's, you know, there's a bit of platform, there's a bit of action, a bit of combat as well. So it's kind of a, a nice blend between many different things, but it, it does it quite well, I think.
1: That's really cool. That's really cool. I did mm-hmm. see that there was some, it made me chuckle actually, when I saw there was some DLC that came out for, for Journey to the Savage Planet and um, you basically, you, you, Travel, so the DLC is basically another world that mm. and it's a beach planet, and the beach planet is called DL C1. So yeah. <laughs> it's a, like, so right. I, I like that. It was a, mm. basically, I think it's a garbage planet because the DLC is called Hot Garbage DLC. Um, right. Okay. So, so I love the humor in this. It really is mm. kind of like that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy kind of um, kind of humor, isn't it? It's just really mm. great. It's yeah, yeah. Like Red dwarthy kind of the. It's, it's very it's very cool.
0: Yeah. No, and no, this is the thing, and much, uh, I suppose, in a way to, to Animal Crossing, that the, the potential there, I suppose, is that it could be infinite, you know, in terms of mm-hmm. you know the first bit you get to is like, has it been successful? Yes, no, do people love it? Yeah, well, do you know what? We could easily go from that planet to another planet, and that planet to another planet and just keep building on it, really, you know, in terms yes. of doing something different, different sort of planet, underwater planets, you know, completely desert planets, you know, anything, you know, with new enemies and new monsters and plants, you know, the the kind of you know, as long as their creativity is there, excuse mm-hmm. me, you know, and, and that sort of thing, it's you know the possibilities are endless for that sort of thing. So, so I can see more DLC coming out from from beyond just that that beach planet. So I'll be interested to see where they where they go from there if they keep building onto that, or at some point bring out a second game that's different entirely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think kind of being on X-Pass, um, x pass uh, x game Pass on xbox you know that's really helping it as well isn't it you know it's yeah. really kind of it's really helping because like you say all you have to all you have to really kind of invest is your time and we've got lots of that right now so <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of jumping into something like that is kind of it's, it's really kind of working out. I noticed there was a couple of others that are popping up on on game Pass over the last kind of week like uh, moving out, which is um, mm. a crazy hectic um kind of multiplayer i think up to four people where you've got to try and kind of move out furniture out of a house um in in a allotted time, we played that at EGX. Um, the Sparks kind of played that at EGX, and you know we were shouting at each other very quickly. Um, so that does come <laughs> with a huge warning. <laughs> you know, yeah. so be careful; you will get hit. But though, no, it's really good to see that there's some really great titles on Game Pass, and Journey to the Savage Planet definitely looks like looks like one. So lots to play, I guess. Lots to play while you're kind of drinking beer. I love how uh, the two just kind of just go to go together. And say, well, Steve
0: they go hand in hand and you know what more could you want than abundance of time and plenty of (laughs) beer and plenty of games to play you know they they go hand in hand as long as you're drinking stuff that makes you still able to play the games at the same time you know you're not drinking either too much or too high strength things that end up you know making you not have a clue what you're doing and you know (laughs) either buggering your island in animal crossing or you know just not getting anywhere in anything else can you imagine if you'd had a drunken rampage or something <laughs> in your island and just completely terrorised it. <laughs>
1: yeah. You wake up oh, on dear. Sunday and there's just like no land. You've just made water. You've just like mm. kind of like terraformed the hell out of it. And you've just like just got water around the island's, the villagers' houses. <laughs> it's just yeah. hilarious.
0: You just wake up a what did I do last night?
1: Yes, uh. so... Be careful when you're drinking and yeah, game yeah. that's what it's, you're basically have a disclaimer
0: there should be a disclaimer every time yeah, yeah.
1: don't drink yeah. a game
0: that's that's the key that's the key but yeah but that's pretty much what i've been playing and brings us i suppose nicely to towards the the end of the podcast so there's just a couple of things that i wanted to mention before we we wrap up um so a couple of shout outs for some podcasts out there including obviously what we've mentioned earlier anthony Um, the Mm -hmm. podcast which which you run yourself the the Lost Spark podcast which like I said we haven't done for a while which we really need to get back into um, which when I'm on we we make it into a a sort of a gaming and beer podcast but normally um, when you've got other people on i.e. Stu and James it is normally just a, a gaming podcast and obviously other bits and pieces in between in terms of TV and movies and star wars and marvel and such isn't it so in terms of yes. um in terms of where people can find that podcast where where can people find it
1: um we're on twitter which is kind of at lost Spot pod um you can find us kind of on all of the same places where this great podcast is so overcast apple uh podcast spotify etc just by searching for lost Spot
0: pod perfect lovely stuff and we might as well do this bit at the same time if anybody wants to to follow you directly what uh what channels are you on sir
1: uh, I think I'm mainly now just on Twitter, so I'm mm-hmm. at Chessman UK on Twitter. Um, so we also have an At Lost Spark pod, but for most of my Animal crossing, beer, cooking shenanigans, I'm at Lost. Um, no, I'm not at Lost Spark. I'm at uh, Chessman, <laughs> Chessman uh, UK on Twitter.
0: Perfect, and I can certainly uh, vouch for his cooking and his baking. You know, the uh, very envious. But Anna's kind of upped her game recently with her with her cooking and baking but some of the stuff that you're nice. producing in your, in your pizza oven and your you know your smoker and your barbecue i must admit i've been very jealous of, of some of the, the beers and the the food that you've been putting out so uh, so certainly i can vouch for the food that you do uh, produce which hopefully someday we'll uh, we'll get to experience yes. so uh, well, fingers, crossed, much, uh... fingers crossed um <laughs> so yeah so um, a couple of others that i want to shout out as well um a gaming and beer podcast which is tanked up podcast Um, so the guys over there for anyone who noticed recently I did an episode with those guys about two or three weeks ago Um, so they kind of span two genres between gaming and and beer so um, they're well versed in Gaming under the influence of alcohol and the ramifications and consequences that could come out <laughs> of that—I'm fairly certain. Um, and then moving on to just some other beer podcasts that um, I've been listening to recently. Which, given we've got a, an abundance of time, you might want to might want to go check out and give a listen. Um, there's the Ale Tales podcast. Um, there's more views on craft brews. Um, there's the Herpinions, Beer Clock Show, um, Triple Hops, and the Sheffield Hopcast. Now, that's not a, a sort of a definitive by any stretch of the imagination list but certainly the podcasts that i quite frequently uh, find myself listening to so if anybody's out there that needs a, a podcast hopefully beyond mine that you're listening to now um go give those guys uh, a listen and a like they're, they're they're a lot of people that are very knowledgeable about um about the things that they talk about so yeah if you need some other time filling then by all means go give them a listen um, but thank you very much, Anthony, for for joining. It's been a been a pleasure to to have a chat again. Which hopefully it's um, it's not the last one for as long as it as it has been. In the meantime, it's uh, it's been good to, to 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 just to hear your voice again. Really, you know, to actually chat to somebody. You know, given we can't, can't go out and, and mingle with other people. You know, just to chat to somebody that have, we've not spoken for a while. It's it's nice, isn't it? To uh, uh, to actually get together and absolutely
1: it's been awesome i i've really enjoyed it steve thank you very much mm. i've i've really enjoyed talking about beer hope i made sense um and mm. you know and also kind of talking about gaming as well it's been absolutely superb and and same here it's been great kind of catching up and hearing your voice again
0: yeah no thanks for thanks for coming on mate and you know it's and that's kind of the the reason why i did it is you know to to talk to to, to more and new people but certainly in terms of from my point of view and other people's point of view to, to have a chat with one another you know to, to kind of break the boredom but to give somebody something to look forward to and to listen to and certainly to, to cover both aspects you know it's something you know beyond the the tanked up guys it's not a uh, often that you find the combination of beer and gaming come together hand in hand so hence the reason why I try and blend the two together so no but thank you it's been, it's been a pleasure um and that's it for this episode. So, so thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, if you don't already, have to follow me, my Twitter and Instagram handle is at points underscore of underscore brew. Um, I'm kind of flitting between the two there at the moment. Um, if you've got any feedback, questions, comments, or any suggestions, anything like that, please feel free to send me a message on either of my channels. You know, tweet me or even send me an email on points of brew at gmail.com but that's it pretty much and we'll see you on the next episode thank you Anthony and bye for now
1: thanks very much bye